We all have areas in our life we might feel stuck or overwhelmed. So join me, Jenna Zint, habit coach, teacher, and follower of Jesus as we go after little bits of better by building offensively small habits that create big impact. This is the Habit Lab Podcast. news, all things habit. You've heard it here first on Jenna Marie Zint's monologue. (laughs) That's kind of what doing a podcast by yourself is, right? Uh, A monologue. Also, that was my little girl wanting to get all of my, the sayings that I hear anchor people say out in one. So breaking news, you heard it here first. Gosh, I haven't listened to the news in so many years. That feels like an archaic idea from, from my childhood in the nineties. Anyways, um, Okay, I'm going to interrupt my little intro for a second because I was like, darn it, I forgot to read a testimony. So after I recorded the first one, I was like, oh, I want to read this testimony from someone who's currently in my Habit Lab semester. We're actually at the end of the semester. It's the last week. So if you wanted to join, if you've been thinking about joining my Habit Lab, I would love to have you. Registration for the next round is going to be in January and the round will actually start early February. I'm going to have an in-person class and an online live class and this is your time. Maybe take some Christmas money, put it towards your tuition. It'd be so fun to have you for the 10-week journey into all things habit and behavior science. Um, Okay, this is a testimony from someone currently in my class. After baby number three, life started getting pretty tricky. The amount of times I forgot to pay bills, follow through on important things, had my husband been concerned that something was wrong with me. After pursuing some counseling, it became evident that I had a lot of ADHD tendencies and I needed some help to overcome them. Habit Lab was my solution for getting some processes in order to cope with forgetfulness and other habits that have hindered my life. Only Habit Lab has been so much more. Breaking up with shame and discovering the why behind my current habits and drafting new ones to aid in becoming who I want to be has dare I say, been life-changing. Having a dirty closet where the floor was barely visible never mattered to me. I thought I just had a place to crash land on my projects and clothes, and this worked because it wasn't in the way. But I discovered through Habit Lab class and homework that that being the hub for my life made it so chaotic that I could barely function. Five minutes a day of a habit of cleaning my closet floor has yielded a clutter-free floor, and each time I see it, I recognize that I can do this one small thing. I became so I have become so capable in that realization that the rest of my life seems conquerable in a way it hasn't before. I am hopeful that I'll be able to take what I'm learning and apply it to everything so I can win at life and be the mom, wife I want to be for my family. This week, I'm going to just jump right in and talk about a habit that has been crazy helpful for me with family coming to visit or us going to visit family. So um, I think of it, I think it originated because of holiday, you know, families coming for the holidays, but then realizing now it's just become a habit truly anytime, well, anytime we go on vacation, Aaron and I will do this with each other, with the kids. And then when people are coming to visit us and staying at our house or just visiting, or we're going to visit them or stay at their house, we do this little habit beforehand. And the amount, um, it doesn't take a ton of time or effort. Um, We actually just ask like pretty simple, what are your hopes for this trip? So all of my family, we've done it often enough that they know it's coming, um, that they expect it. If you're doing it for the first time, you could add a little bit of backstory of like, I just want to make sure that we all are on the same page so that it could be the most like, I don't know what I would say, like, I not idyllic, but like, 
I think the killer, the habit was born out of realizing unvocalized and unmet expectations that some like we had, whether we didn't vocalize it because we were trying to not um, control or be unrealistic, but then there's a disappointment on the other person's end and then I feel sad or maybe like hurt, like I didn't even know you wanted to do that and now you're sad. You know, how you can swing from being sad with them to all of a sudden defensive is kind of what we found. We're like, oh my gosh, all these silent unmet expectations or even hopes. And then again, some of them weren't even on purpose. I didn't realize because I didn't sit and with myself long enough or think about what my expectations or hopes for the trip, they would be under like unconscious. And then it would be true for other family members too. But realizing like, oh, that's where some of the disconnect happens. Like, wow, what an easy fix to have that conversation before a trip. So now um, I'll just be like, hey, what are some hopes? Like, what are some hopes on the trip that you have? And I actually mean like, more large picture, like I just want to be restful and connecting or fun and connecting or celebration or festive or whatever the words. So maybe like a broader generalization, but then it actually means like the nuance, like what are things you hope we would do on the trip? Um, So my sister-in-law on the last time she came to visit, it was like, I'd like a coffee with you. And it's, um, you know, Aaron's her brother and with Aaron and maybe a double date. And she had like three or four things. And mine was, I would like a, a bike ride with you. And I would like, I think eating out somewhere specifically, I think for the double date. And then Everyone, like so the adults, all texted theirs. And the idea in doing this is not that we're going to do everybody's, but at least they're vocalized. And then we think through, we actually am like, okay, so we have um, maybe what, and then once everyone kind of does a brain dump of what it is in this group message, um, I would say like, hey, all could you all pick the one that you would be bummed if it doesn't happen? Um, so like almost everyone gets a number one and then we prioritize everybody's number one based on how many days we have or whatever. So, hey, we all know that we have tickets to this play on Thursday. So that bike ride probably needs to happen Wednesday afternoon or Friday afternoon because doing it Thursday would be pretty stressful before the play. But cool, no problem. So it's almost like we build our general flow for the time together based after we've gotten everybody's hopes rather than bummer. I made this arbitrary plan by myself and now that coffee date can't happen. So I think inviting everybody in with low expectations of like, I'm just get a voice and a, and a say, it's actually been crazy helpful. And then sometimes um, in it, someone will be like, you know what? I don't think based out after everyone does theirs, like it's probably unrealistic that we're going to do that. That's totally fine. Versus if we hadn't had that conversation and it just never happened, it would so be so air- easy for an offended narrative f- I'm making up, you know, in my head to be like, no one, everyone else's thing got picked over me, mine. No one cares. Like people don't care about me as much. My stuff's not as important versus all dumping and all getting an, a voice at the beginning before anything's any misses or um, plans have had to be changed or edited happen. And then I make the powerful choice. Like, actually, that doesn't make as much sense looking at what all we're hoping for. So totally, let's go ahead and nix that versus mine got nixed and just because no one else cares, you know? So it just really has been helpful. And then what I do based on that, once we get like the general dump and of hopes and then like number ones, um, 
I'll go in and make a tentative schedule. I just use, we all, we're all Apple users, so it's easy enough for us. I think you could do, you could, we've done a Google Drive shared document before, before we did it, but I'll just do a sticky note on my phone, or I don't think they're called sticky. I just do a note on my phone where I'll do however many days they're there. So like Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then I'll go back and look, you know, I'll think of things that maybe we have tickets for or something that can't be moved or, you know, Christmas, Christmas Eve, dinner, those kind of things. I'll fill in everybody's number one when maybe it would make sense after the immovable things. And then maybe number twos I'll add with like question marks. So I think what happens then is we build this general family trip schedule that is based on people's hopes that we ask people to take a beat to vocalize their expectations and we all kind of own them more. And even just the moment of like, I think most of the time our Aaron's family, like our family is pretty healthy. No one comes in wanting to be disappointed or expecting to be left out or not prioritized. But in this busyness of life, you just don't sit with yourself long enough to ask yourself, what are my expectations and what are their expectations? So that's kind of what the question does. And then we build this loose family trip schedule, like I said, on some kind of a shared note, whether it's a note or a Google Drive. Um, And the goal is not to add a bunch of busy So often, whatever the plan, like whatever schedule I make, I would almost call it like a flow, like a vacay flow more than I would say a schedule because I don't think we've ever done everything on it. And that doesn't feel like that's the point. It's not stressed. It's just like, oh man, we didn't think ahead and we really wanted to go on the double date, but now we only have two nights left and tonight is this thing that can't be moved and you leave tomorrow. So wow, we missed it, but we didn't mean to. So it's just eliminated a lot of those. We missed it when we would have really liked to do it by thinking it's ahead a little bit. Um, so now we're all on the same page. We're not adding a bunch of busy. It's kind of the hopes from everybody. Um, it's powerfully, even in doing the schedule, um, so those were kind of everyone's hopes. The flip side is like when our family's coming to us, because most of My brother doesn't have kids. My mom and dad are retired, so they can come to us. Um, Aaron's parents come to us. I think when you have a bunch of small kids, you're less mobile, so often people come to you. Me, when I do this like little family schedule for them, I'll add generally what time the kids wake up or what time they usually eat lunch or if we have something that's standing that we can't move, like school, like if they come before they're out of school, pickups and drop-offs because the awareness of and then just making them on the same page. If my brother who is a night owl in his single life in Denver comes to us when everyone's up at our house by probably 6.30. It's okay that we're going to do go to the park in the morning. He knows it. He's choosing to sleep in versus waking up and feeling bummed that he missed something he didn't know about. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to go to the park tomorrow, but I'm excited. Let's do that bike ride in the afternoon. That's good. So there's this idea of like, hey, we don't all have to do the whole thing. But here, as the as the family with young kids, this is kind of our general rhythm. Um, this Does this work? You're welcome to come or not come to as much as you want. I just don't want you to be left out or unaware and therefore not get to make the choice, if that makes sense. So there's been way less hurt feelings because of the advance notice. And like my dad and bro will probably look at the schedule. They're coming on New Year's um, day for a few days and they'll probably look at the schedule. They're not going to study it. They might not even open it before they get here after we have the initial conversation where they say hopes and what they want. They might though um, on the way out, look at like, what are we generally doing? But they don't feel like it's Jenna like um, subscribing or making them do stuff. They know that they were 
contributors to what it was built with because I had the initial question of what what do you hope to do and what is your hope for the feel of the trip like what do you want to get out of it um so then they have this knowing that I've made this game plan that has their interest in mind too but it's just going to give them helpful information that they're not aware of that our busy little hive of a young family runs on that they get to choose to opt in or out so that's been so helpful just to be a little more strategic um so some of the questions that Aaron and I will do separately, like, cause you know, as a husband, wife, you being on the same page is like, there's not as much autonomy as like my brother can opt in and out of things. Like I want to feel together and connected with Aaron more than even guests coming to visit. So we'll ask, like, we'll take a little beat to be like, what do you want to feel like on this trip? So whether it's a break or people coming to us or us going on vacation, we'll talk like, what are, what's your, what do you want to feel like? And Aaron will answer it and I'll answer and we'll talk about our wish list. Then we go through and we ask like, what habits do you want to keep? Are you still going to do your morning routine? Okay. What do you have? Do you have any early mornings? Usually we'll still keep our early morning stuff because most people aren't as early risers as, as we are. So if we have friend stuff, we'll try to schedule an early morning walk. Um, yes, we do. 5.30, 6 a.m. walks with friends because <laughs> uh, that's what we have available. And our fr- we have friends who get up early. Be like, okay, I'm going to still work out with Morgan on Wednesday because I think that doesn't work. And Aaron's like, great. I think I'm going to do pickleball on Thursday at six still. We're like, okay. So we talk through that we're on the same page because obviously we couldn't both be gone. You know, that would be more helpful. And then we talk about what habits, what variations of our habits we'd like to do. Like, do we want to pause any that would feel like if our goal, like remember the first questionnaire and I talk about what do we want to feel on the trip is to feel like connected and restful then some of our normal life workload habits would probably be working against that goal. Like this is what I think structure is hindering connection. I don't want that to happen. I want it to support it. So some of them get paused when we're on vacation mode or on Christmas or, you know, holiday mode, family visiting. But some I'm just going to make edits or make varieties too because it's actually really helpful to still unload the dishwasher every morning. Yes, it's a structure, but then it means that the connection that happens at dinner doesn't get backed up into affecting morning with leftover dishes. Does that make sense? So it's like, oh, no, I think the cost of that habit still is the f- worth the fruit, which is adding to connection, which is our overall goal for the trip. Okay, we're going to keep that habit. We kind of go through and think through things. Um, and again, we're not crazy. Neither of us are hyper structure people. So we're pretty flexible. But the forethought and intentionality has been such a game changer with us being on the same page, with our family being on the same cage page, with not missing unvocalized expectations with us giving a beat to just think through our own expectations. Um, And then lastly, too, when we have people staying with us, oftentimes I'll think ahead what would be helpful for them to contribute in the load that feels like the increase when they're there. So for instance, obviously there's more food being cooked and dishes being made and, you know, not usually as much messes for adults. So often I'll be like, hey, I would love to cook because I actually like like cooking and I plan ahead and I have my meals. I'll actually add sometimes what a general idea for the meals would be on the day. So like lunch um, on this day, because we're already going to be out and about, let's go to our favorite hamburger place in the city. But then that night, I'm going to have tri-tip ready. And why I do that, again, it's not this strict, rigid plan. It's that then if my brother is driving separately because we can't all fit in my same car home from that hike. If he doesn't want to do burgers, 
Like maybe he texts me and be like, hey, could we do Thai instead? And then I would be like, you're welcome to grab Thai and meet us at the house where we eat our burgers together because my children do not like Thai, but I don't need you to eat the burgers. There allows for more flexibility when people know the plan versus my brother not knowing, assuming I don't have a plan coming home with Thai when I had like tri-tip ready. Like that has like been passed, not with my brother, but past hurt. So I'm like, oh, having this general idea, this is what's in my head and what I'm thinking let me have let other people have access to it so they can make decisions and we can like talk about it rather than not being on the same page, you know? Um, and lastly, what was I saying about the meals and the, <laughs> yeah, it's just been super helpful to do this and to all talk ahead and get on the same page. Oh, I know with the chores. So then saying like, Hey, I'd love to make these things. I'll actually usually tell them like, these are the five things I was thinking about making while you guys are here. And then that way too, with my brother be like, ah, I don't really like that one. Would this be an option or just made spaghetti today? Could we not have spaghetti? That's so much easier for me before I place my grocery order. I'm like, yeah, let me fix that. Versus like, he's not eating my spaghetti and I work so hard and I'm wasting money. And he's like, I don't eat spaghetti for the fourth day in a row. And she doesn't know it. Um, Well, when I say that, then like one, they get a little input into my like menu. But then I'm like, would you be willing to, and I give them a couple options of ways that I would feel supported and help take some of the load of the extra um, responsibilities with having house guests. So I'm like, would you be willing to do dishes every dinner or would you be willing to um, sometimes, so that's the dishes or like help clean up after, you know, it's different per person, but I give them a couple options of like, would it be willing? And I get really specific because one thing I find the common theme is that people hope people will just jump in automatically. And it's, that's sometimes where the unmet expectation and then maybe they bitterly wish, like, I wish you would have done this, or it would have been nice to get a little help with the cooking or nice to not be the only one doing the dishes. I realize that I've just asked them in advance, give them a couple options. I'm not being, um, I don't have any bitterness because nothing's happened at that point. They're not in trouble. They're getting to choose. And then it's so easy to maintain that. It's like, it's almost like a habit of that's how they're going to contribute rather than guessing or hoping to remember how they're going to help me. It makes me feel so not alone. And it's made like all the tension in that leave. And it's been so helpful. So I usually do that as well. And that's been a really great game changer for me to feel like, oh, I love hosting these people. I feel overwhelmed and it's more than I can do by myself. This is an easy way that I don't feel alone while hosting and get to feel like connection and I'm not missing out um, while they're all connecting and playing games in the other room and I'm doing kitchen cleanup. So yeah, I hope those are some helpful holiday habits to just ask in advance. It's really low stakes. Um, It's just the forethought has helped not have painful disconnect in the moment by being like, oh, this is that thing. Are we okay with doing it? Oh yeah, I forgot. Yep. That's great. Yeah. I'd love to help you with the dishes. Thanks, Jennifer, for reminding me. So anyways, I hope that helps. I hope you guys have had such a great Thanksgiving and then have a good holiday season. And even if you're listening to this in the future, I think truly it doesn't apply to just the holidays. It's anytime you have family coming to visit, are you going to visit family or on vacation? Having these talks has helped us have so much more connecting a little bit of forethought, have had so much more connecting trips and stays and visits. Have a great week, everybody. 